This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan, Tiki Barber. Daniel Jones is making those throws, and he's lifting this team, and it just makes you feel like, man, even if they have a 6-3 and outs, something good is going to happen because of Daniel Jones. Brandon Tierney. Only the Jets could draft the kid second overall and bench him 7,000 times and pull the guy off the street who's a running back and have him play on national TV. Tiki and Tierney on the fan, 1019 FM and the Odyssey right, app. 10.02 on the fan. What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. Let's rock. Let's go. You know, we sat here, Tiki, exactly a year ago. One year ago. And the Giants were a disheveled, <laughs> distorted disaster. Led by their coach, who in essence talked himself out of a job. <laughs> and here we are. Congrats to the Giants. We'll get to BT, the Jets. Don't worry. BT, this is but the congrats. most impressive season since the Super Bowl season, since 07, that I've seen with the New York Giants. And I say that because uh, they've overachieved the expectation by leaps and bounds. And I know there are many, many options for a coach of the year this year in the, in the NFL. Is I mean, Kyle Shanahan had a great season. O'Connell in Minnesota, he's had a great year. Even Sirianni in Philadelphia, they're currently 13-3, the best record in the NFL. But what Brian Dable and I guess Wink Martindale uh, by extension and Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, have done with a team that just doesn't have the same talent as the San Francisco 49ers or the Minnesota Vikings or the Philadelphia Eagles to win nine games, nine games, and with a chance to win 10, depending on what happens next week, because Philadelphia hasn't looked as uh, as as excellent without Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew. So even if Philly does try to play this game to win it so that they can get the number one overall seed, I'm not saying that they're going to run away from the New York Giants the way that they've been playing. And so th- this, the impressionable, like impactful, meaningful coaching job and you know, rising to the occasion of Daniel Jones and even Saquon Barkley earlier in the season and Dexter Lawrence on the defensive side and Julian Love, who we have every week on, on the show. It's, this is the most impressive giant season that I've seen in well over a decade and maybe even decade and a half. Let it, me tell you been this. Unbelievable. It's phenomenal. And, you know, listen, there's a couple of different ways to – to expect uh, or determine what you might get from a particular team at the start of a particular season. Like, on paper, you you know you're going to be great, and then you go out and you do it, like the 86 Mets. Or on paper, you don't know what to expect, and there's a lot of teams that kind of fall into this category, and you're given a fun season, uh, falling short of a championship, mm-hmm. but still a lot of fun, like the 2020 Knicks. I know it was COVID, but that was completely unexpected. We enjoyed that. 
And then there's years where you go into a season like on paper, man, we can be special, but I don't quite know if we are. And then it is special, like the 94 Rangers, right? And then there's this team (laughs) where you're not even really regarded enough to conjure up any, and I don't mean the diehards, of course you hope, but on a national level, you know, you pay the Giants. You just kind of the Giants come across your desk. You push them aside, and you use them as a transition to get to the next point about the division in which they play or the conference in which they reside. Giant fans, I I, I can't front. I am so jealous. <laughs> I am jealous, and I'm happy for you. So it's, it's not like the envy, yeah. Where I, it's like a negative jealousy. It's just an acknowledgement. That you have what I want. And we'll get to the Jets later. We're not getting to them now. Mm. But you have a coach who is, who is, <laughs> this guy's the real deal. Dude, he's got his finger right on the pulse you of know, every single guy. It's and you unreal. know why he's so amazing? Number one, he knows his X's and O's. That's been long established. Ask, ask Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. But the way he resonates and what he projects and how he fits this city I mean, Brian Dable is casting one-on-one for the New York Giants. <laughs> he has been phenomenal. He has been. Look, in this game yesterday against the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, I knew they were going to blow out the Colts. The Colts are, are are a sham to the NFL right now. And what Jim Mercer did in hiring, uh, um, I'm forgetting his name now, even uh, 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 Jeff, Saturday. Jeff Saturday to be the head coach. And, you know, there's actually a report they might bring him back. Throwing around the they quarterback, I know benching Matt Ryan, oh, putting geez. in Nick Foles, and you know having Sam Ellinger as the backup. It's just it's it's a disaster. It's a joke mm-hmm. what the Indianapolis Colts have become. So coming into this game, the Giants had to win. It was win and your end. And just knowing who the opponent was and what they've been through, blowing a thirty-three point lead a couple of weeks ago, the Indianapolis Colts. I knew the Giants were going to destroy them uh, yesterday, and they took care of business, and they did it. But that's not even the point. The point to what you're talking to, why you love Brian Dable. The game was not even, not really ever in question, especially after they got up 14-3. to But then they come out after halftime, yep. and they scored 24 unanswered points. Yeah, and 20, they scored within the first few minutes of the third quarter. Yes, but I'm saying, the, but the, right after halftime, Darius Slayton catches a ball, fumbles, right? Yeah, they yeah, turn yeah. it over right away. I mean, it's twenty-four to three. You're not losing this game. Uh-huh. You easily could have just been like, "It's okay, young man. You yeah. know, you're, you're important. Effort, sir. You're important. Come back." He's over here like cussing him. <laughs> I love that. I love. I really it. do. He think. is in the moment yep. every single every single moment because that's what I felt. I was like, "Dude, this game isn't in question." But come on, Darius Slayton, what the blank? And you heard Dable. At least you saw Dable say exactly that. I love that about him, right? Because that's 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 how you build expectation and make players accountable now you don't just you know dog cuss them and then and then leave them then he goes over and he you know starts encouraging them he, like there's just a way that he coaches and manages team this team that makes you feel like they're going to be on the un- relevant for a really long time as long as he's the head coach that is very very tough to dispute that is a uh, giant fans you got to be feeling awesome it's been a fun season and listen we acknowledge uh, the giants were a challenge for us because we watch them play and you're like, well, you know, you certainly always respected the coaching and the direction and the uh, the tenacity and the togetherness. And they cut down. They went from the worst team in terms of uh, turnovers to the best team in terms like these radical changes. But 
They weren't winning like 43 to 10. The offense wasn't blowing anybody out. They were doing it early on. Ah, a little smoke, a little mm-hmm. mirrors, a little spit, a little glue. And it was kind of really, it was tough to quantify exactly who they were. So you almost talked around who they were rather than directly who they were because we weren't sure. But, you know, the the Giants are, you know, really now for the last, for the, even going back to the Vikings game, some of the tough losses where you're like, you know, this team, it we've got to stop saying that they're just well coached. They've got an outstanding quarterback. They've got a very talented running back. They've got a terrific left tackle. They've got four or five guys on defense. They're going to be around for a long, long time. They've got a tight end. Yeah, Hodgins has at least developed to a key. You know, he's going to be number one receiver next year. He's going to be on the team. <laughs> he's a reliable. Like the Gi- it's no longer a cute story. That is unfair to the players. The players deserve as much credit as the coach. Yeah, and that's why I said this is the most impressive season that the Giants have had in 15 years. I mean, 20, 2007, I don't, the expectation wasn't, you know, Giants are going to win a Super Bowl, but they found a way to get right after starting poorly, finished with 10 wins, and obviously we know what happens when they beat the New England Patriots. But that year, you saw an evolution of a team. The same thing happened this year. This team evolved. Going into the season, skill position-wise, you were like, ugh, this the, uh, come on, really? And depth-wise, you're like, ugh, I'm not so sure about this. But you're right about how this team isn't just, you know, a good story. They are good. Like, Richie James has 75 receptions this year. His death percentage is 81%. Now, we all got pissed off at him when he was out in Seattle yeah. and he laid two punts on the ground. But other than that, Richie James has elevated his game. Now, who is that? Is it Dable? Is it is it Daniel Jones? It's probably a combination of both. But the point is, this team has gotten better. Like, we always talk about it. It's a cliche in football. Oh, we just got to get better week in and week out. Oh, we got to do little things to get better next week. Yeah, oh, we got to do little things to get better the week after that. The Giants have continually just taken small steps forward. Now, they went through that lull. Uh, that lull can be explained a little bit away by injuries. Xavier McKinney was out. Yep. Adore Jackson was out. They had some injuries on the offensive line. I know Evan Neal was banged up for a couple of those games, and they they lost some efficiency. But the consistency of this team to, like, I don't know, regather themselves and reassert themselves can't be discounted. It is obviously coaching, but these guys just got better. They just, across the board, they got better, and the expectation rose each and every victory that they had this year. And that's what makes this so damn impressive. All right, Teague, 877-337-6666 is our number here on the show. Teague and Tierney inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Uh, friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. You know, listen, we've obviously been off since the 23rd. So as the holidays wrap up and we start a new year, happy new year to everybody. Hopefully everybody had an awesome, safe celebration. Great Christmas. Great Hanukkah. And now we get back to the business of propping up the Giants and eventually shredding the Jets which I will do in about 25 minutes because that was absolutely pitiful. I got to tell you right now, one thing I will say, and I did say this before we went on vacation, I'm not so sure Robert Sava should be back next year. Um, let me just, let me at least put that line in the water and we'll get to the other stuff later. But the Giants are everything you want for a new regime. Uh, a GM who was young, who was aggressive, who was smart, who has great continuity uh, with his head coach, who was also aggressive and innovative and smart. So, and a quarterback who was young and ascending and smart 
and tough and good. Yeah. In good shape, Giants I mean, fans. There, there's a lot to be said about Daniel Jones this year. He there, was terrific, man. No, well, then let's say it. Yeah, there is, mean, there is. What are we waiting for? Daniel is, Jones was awesome. Oh, he's been awesome all season long. He just hasn't. The, the, the issue with Daniel Jones is that the numbers aren't going to be Herculean. It's not going to be like he throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns and has one of these days for the record books. Daniel Jones is just going to slowly and methodically move a, move a team down the field. Sometimes he's going to do it with his legs, going to get six yards here, seven yards here. You know, disrespect him and, you know, don't you know account for him out of the backfield. He's going to run for 18 yards for a touchdown. Like He's going to do those things, but it's not going to be sexy, but it's going to be winning. Right, it's winning football that he's put out there on the field each and every week, at least for the most part, each and every week. And he's not turning the football over. The fact that they went from one of the most turnover-prone team to the leader in 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 turnovers given away. So they, I think it's fifteen or so, uh, which is leading the league, tells you how cognizant he has been in his in his process, but also you know how this how well coached this team is. It's Daniel Jones was fantastic yesterday. He was counting for four touchdowns, and it felt like he was in complete control of every moment of that game. I got news for all Giant fans out there who think or who hope that they might get Daniel Jones on a discount deal. That's not happening. Mm. Daniel Jones getting paid. Yeah, because he's a free Jones agent. Get, what's that? Because he's a free agent. And da- yes, <laughs> and Daniel Jones is getting paid by the Giants. Now, you know, he's never, yeah, of course, he's not going to win the MVP, but I would at least be, I think, a little remiss if I didn't throw this in. When you look at the literal definition of the award, like the way I've always perceived it, right? If you take player X off team Y, you know, where's the most appreciable drop or which guy did the most with the least? And I hate saying that because it's a disservice to the players mm-hmm. on the Giants outside of Jones. But when you have five interceptions with not a whole lot around you and you account for seven rushing touchdowns and 15 in the air and you make the playoffs, I mean, your value is without debate. Awesome season by Jones. Really awesome. 877-337-6666. All right, Giant fans, you revel. Jet fans, you wait before we pounce. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Twenty on the fan. What's going on, Tiki? It's here. They show Happy New Year. Yes, there's an expiration point on saying. Like, don't call this. Uh, and we've heard this or January nineteenth. Uh, you know, welcome to the fa- Happy New Year, Mike. No, no, no. <laughs> and we got a couple of days to exchange the pleasantries, and we will. Uh, and we're certainly throwing around the pleasantries and the platitudes for Tiki's Giants. Now, we'll get to the Jets later. Um, the Giants did exactly what a well-coached, tough, ascending team should do. Mm-hmm against an inferior, checked-out team with the playoffs on the line. And that is snatch their soul within the first few minutes of the third quarter and bury them. Yes. That's and that's a, what they did. They did. Look, they turned the ball over, the Giants did. and But the defense held, and they missed the field goal. And then the Giants go right down the field, and they go and score. And that's that's what you do against bad teams. Um, you, you expect the Giants, at this point in the season, getting healthy – really sensing the playoffs. You know that Dayball and, you know, the team, even though we kind of 
coerced Julian Love to talk about the playoffs like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I was trying to bump in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but we know that this team really started to feel it. Like you could just you could just sense it and how they played yesterday that this this win and end game was uber important. And from Kayvon Thibodeau to Xavier McKinney playing well to the fifty-two yard pick six by Landon Collins to how effective and efficient and I don't know, just dominant Daniel Jones was. I mean, you mentioned the seven touchdowns. He rushed for seven hundred yards this year. It, it doesn't feel like it, but he has re- truly been great for the Giants this season. He and, really has. You know, and listen, you know, uh, Salva's got his receipts. So do we. we. We've kept some receipts, <laughs> and you've kept some receipts on us when we're wrong. Do not call us today and tell us this is what you expected. No. Giant no fans to nobody, a man. Nobody expected that. You buried and quit on Daniel Jones. <laughs> it's okay. It's we all get things wrong. Right. I got it. 877-337-6666. All right. Let's have a little fun with a team that certainly has earned it. Alex is in Mayapak on the fan. Alex, how you doing today, buddy? What's up? Hey, good morning, guys. It's Allie from Mayapak. Hey, nice Allie. Nice to speak with you guys. Um, I'm a elated Giant fan who bleeds blue, and I just want to um, say anything at this point to me is gravy because the direction that this team is going in, um, the culture is set. I look at Daniel Jones, I look at Barkley, I look at Julian Love, um, just those three off the top of my head. Every time you hear those guys speak, they always say the right thing. There's an unselfishness about all of them. You see that work ethic is there, and it's just really exciting. And it's very um, annoying when I look at uh, some of the other haters who have hated Jones, um, fans, supposed fans who have hated Jones all along and never give the guy any credit. I don't know what else you could ask for in somebody. The guy is developing. He had a horrific first, you know, uh, three seasons, and he, it's just the future is so bright. I'd love to see if they put a true number one around him. Oh, they'll get one. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, Al. PT, what did I, mean, I, I say? We were watching the highlights of the Eagles oh, this, yeah. this morning. I was like, dude, why can't, we, why can't we have an A.J. AJ Brown? Yeah. I mean, if we had a and guy. And what did I say? You will. <laughs> we will. What did I say? Hey, Allie, I got to tell you something. I, I got to tell you something, Allie. Hold on we're, real, real quick. Hang on for a sec. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned something that I've talked a little bit about, not on the local level, because we've only been here for a year, but on the national level, BT and I went over this for a while because it, it felt like the Giants had lost like something that was really important to them. And, and that's character, right? The, the character of the players on the team, like the appreciation for the hard work, the appreciation for the history of the team and of the game and the, and the respect of the game. It, the Giants had lost a little bit of that trying to be, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it was, uh, something that they weren't, and, it su- and the team suffered. Now, I can't, like, quantify that in any way, but because of their success – and the way that they're going about it, and the guys that are that are having that success, it really feels like the premium on character is back at the top of the list for this New York Giants team. That was an excellent point, Allie. At a thousand percent, and you know, a, a big congratulations to Saquon Barkley for you know being nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Oh, absolutely. And that speaks to the to the character, and when you listen to him speak, he's just a, a very unselfish player, and. Um, I'm just loving the vibe that that in the direction that this team is taking. Great call, Alex. You build, should keep building. Yeah, Let's go. Keep it going Alex. here. And listen, we'll we'll get to the playoff game of the matchup. Giants obviously locked into the three hole. Uh, we'll get there when we get there, and and you know start looking ahead. Today's really just about uh, the, the the season in totality. 
Uh, eventually, it shifts to the, to the next obstacle, the next challenge. But, you know, along the lines of what Ali said, and I agree it was an outstanding point, one that you and I hit for years on a different venue. You know, think about the teams. And what I always would say about the Giants to Tiki back then was, you know, the, 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 most of the New York teams, like the Jets, you know, myriad breakdowns within the franchise over <laughs> the years. Uh, the Mets, the 70s outside of the early part were dark and, you know, mismanagement and the Wilpons were cheap and all the other, you know, breakdowns. The Knicks has been, been a circus this entire century for the most part. You know, even the Yankees, when Steinbrenner was banished for a couple of years and they were a doormat and a joke. The Giants, the Gi- along with the Yankees, for the, that's out of those two years for the most part, the Giants were always like the, the shining light of this, of this city mm-hmm. and this area. Uh, and they were run the right way. They were classy. They were now an outstanding representation of us. And then they lost their way. Yeah. And they started hiring these clowns and these yeah. dudes who were just lost. And you know, they it was it was like a rudderless ship. It was it was not the Giants. Yeah. They've gotten back to being the Giants, and that's awesome. That's so good to see. Uh, let's go to Nakonzit, and uh, Brandon is on the fan. What's going on, Brandon? How you doing? Good morning, guys. How are you? What's up, go, Brandon? John- Monday. Yeah, man. Victory Monday. You got to love it. That's it. All right. I'm calling in. I just want to see if you guys remember. My dad's a fellow ball guy just like you. Loves his hair. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yep. love the hair. But uh, you guys remember the bet you guys had? Do you remember what? No, I don't remember the bet. Go oh, ahead and tell us. Whoa, Remind us. I don't think this is going to be good for I me. Know. Go ahead. <laughs> you guys had the best whoever had the better record between the Giants and the Jets. It was either... One of you guys wasn't able to shave your head. Oh, it's funny (laughs) you say that. You know, I got to tell you, very good memory. The only problem is that my wuss partner was not man enough to sign (laughs) off on it. I was ripped. Thank God, by the way. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, I do. You never consented, which means it has been invalidated. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Yeah. I would look like Krusty the Clown. Oh, God. (laughs) I would look so pathetic. Uh, Oh, man. It would be, it would be right. epic, well, though. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that part of it. Well, you know right. what? Here's what I'll do for you, B. Here's Because I'm, I'm that kind of guy. What do we got? I will do this. <laughs> if the Giants... Okay. Once the Giants... St- so, whomever they play. Yeah. I will not shave my head for as long if they win. If they win. If, and it's going to be... T- it's going to kill All me. Right, so, hold on. Thank you, Brandon. Not because I don't going. like the Giants. Not because yeah. I'm hating on the Giants. Because <laughs> yeah. I got to do... Like- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Like the Red Storm so, report so on MSG. So I've so got to so do, do things wait, on you're TV. you're talking about if the Giants win the wild card game. If the Giants, and it's probably going to be the Vikings, <laughs> you know what? They probably will beat yeah, them. So if they beat whoever they're playing in the wild card, you're not shaving your head until they the lose. <laughs> I will not awesome. touch the dome until they that lose. I'll do that for you. That is yep. epic. And I, like, I don't think people realize how painful it is for me to yeah. do that. I hated my hair. I look awful. It, it's like the, I'm. I'm very self conscious. I admit. Yeah. I'm very self. Not even about being vain. Mm. I'm very self conscious. It looks awful. You can only wear your hat. Twenty percent of the time. I mean, I'm going to be showing up at the garden doing St. John's UConn, looking like I don't know what the hell I'm going to look like. It'd be, it's going to be St. John's. Oh God, it's oh, another Lord. set of you issues here. Oh God, whatever. You called it. Oh God. Uh, let's get to Will in Rego Park. What's up, Will? Hey, what's up, guys? Huge fan. What's up, Will? Thanks, buddy. This guy Jones is the real deal. I gotta say. Yeah. Look, I, he's I playing within the system. He's playing he within the system. On him. Yeah. He, you know what? And, He's you know, versatile. I'm, I'm not to watch football as much as I used to anymore, but I do catch a game here and there, and I got to say, I'm really impressed with this kid. He's he, a real deal. Well, here's, the, here's what he's doing. He's not making a mistake. So much of NFL quarterback frustration comes from guys that are trying to do too much, and they end up making mistakes. I think Daniel Jones, and it took him a couple of years, let's, let's be real, but also, obviously a lot of it wasn't his fault because he wasn't developed consistently. I wasn't saying, I'm not going to say he wasn't developed well. I'm saying he wasn't developed consistently because of the changing coaching st- uh, uh, staffs um, and what he was asked to do. But the, the, the way that he turned a turnover-prone, not aware in the pocket, um, you know, risky throws that turn into interceptions career into this, I'm making the right decision every time. If the first, second read aren't there, I'm tucking it and scrambling. And if they're not going to protect the edges, I'm going to go get X yardage. I mean, he's rushed for 700 yards, man. Has, and, is, has, has he touchdowns. rushed for more yards than Zach Wilson's thrown for? Uh, like, I'm kind of kidding. And I know the answer is no. But it's, it's it feels not like that it. Far it's, away. It's, it feels like it, right? Jeez. He's just he's just been so good. Yeah. BT talked about his, his five interceptions. A couple of them weren't his fault. We talked about those earlier in the year. Uh, but when you run for seven touchdowns, it kind of makes up for it in in a, in a sense. So Daniel Jones is he's going to get paid because he's a free agent. So unless the Giants franchise him, which I'm I presume they will. So I wouldn't even do that. I would save that for Saquon. I, I would agree. But, I would pay Daniel but Jones. But if, if he hits the free agency market and it's just like, who's better than him free agent-wise Nobody. Right now? Exactly. So if he if he hits the free agent market, people mm-hmm. are, are coming with some money. Uh, the so Jets the might only, be one of those the, teams. Oh, the, <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe. <laughs> the, the only way the Giants can protect themselves from him getting some stupid offer yep. is to franchise and them. then negotiate and then during the window yeah, of so exclusivity. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I guess I'd be okay. When, they're when not gonna, they're not going to yes. exclusive franchise him, I don't no, think. No. They, but they non-exclusive franchise him, therefore someone say whoever uh takes him, the Jets take him, then the Jets then owe the Giants two first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. That's how you protect yourself. Yeah, and the Jets can't do that because they need to save one of those first round picks for Sean Payton. <laughs> so Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's get uh, Stuart in Brooklyn on the Fantique and Terry. Stuart, what's happening, buddy? 
Stu. Hey, what's... hey, Brandon and Tiki, what's going hey, on? Stu. What's up, dude? Uh, I, you know, I'm just so proud of what this giant team uh, accomplished, and 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 a classy move by Dable taking Jones out, Loved so it. he can so he can get us a standing ovation. Yeah, that was you cool. Had, uh, uh, sexy Dexy plowing his way through uh, Nelson and uh, Tiki. A few points for you. Um, you know, this is the most points I they they, they scored in the first half at home <laughs> since 2012. Get out of here! And, I didn't realize that. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yes. Wow. And, and I think, and, and, and I think, and I think a big thing is this is the most consistent group of games in a row with, with the same receivers yeah. that that Jones ever had. And and I love what Dable said in his press conference: consistency. That he's just not happy. Like he he wants to go on a run here. And the defense, you know, it gets better each week. And but I would love to see them, you know, play the run better uh, going forward. We're getting um, a Dory back and, and McKinney. And they can make some noise in January. And I and I bet you that uh, Gettleman must be drinking champagne for all the pieces that he put together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not, maybe, maybe. Well, by but the he way, also they, missed yeah. a lot too, though. I was going to say the champagne's a little flat because yeah. it's been out for five years. Yeah. It took him that long <laughs> to get it right. Appreciate you, appreciate you, too. Thanks, Stu. That's appreciate funny. the call there. You know that was a really cool move by Dable. And football doesn't afford you those moments never of does. isolation. Never does. We've talked about that. You know, like. You can pull up, like, remember when Jeter uh, came out, they pulled out Mariano. Like, yeah. you can do things like that. You know, you can, a, a batter can kind of step away and mm-hmm. acknowledge the crowd. An NBA player, obviously, you drop 59, you pull him with two minutes to go, he walks off, he gets the standing ovation. Football, that just doesn't really lend itself to the moment. That was a great move by Dable. And the other thing, too, with Rodgers and the Packers asserting themselves late and things going their way, I don't think Rodgers is going to be available this offseason no, now. And I thought no. about a couple of weeks ago, I thought they, that he would be. Yeah, he finally face figured it out. That's really just. And I say that to you just so yeah. it doesn't seem out of left field. I'm sorry, but just so that it it, it amplifies the dearth of quarterbacks who will be available, mm-hmm. which obviously yes. speaks to Daniel Jones, which, which is why he's going to be one of the highly sought after free agent quarterbacks this year. Which means the Giants got to make hard decisions on who, who's more important. It's clearly Daniel Jones. But you don't want to lose Saquon as well. And so you almost got to, got to trust that Saquon's not going to go anywhere this offseason, which is why they tried to get the job, uh, the uh, the deal done during the break with Saquon. Um, it obviously didn't didn't happen. But the priority is to sign both of them. You've heard that already. Um, I think that when we talked to Joe Shane during the bye week, he said, look, it's still an evaluation process with Daniel Jones. After the second half of the season, I'm not sure that there's any question that Daniel Jones is the guy that you need here. There shouldn't be. He is. Uh, he has earned it, which is really what generates the most respect. I mean, I, you think about what we demand from our players, from our athletes, especially those who are highly drafted. And it's very rare that a guy has such a rocky start. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach Wilson, nobody expects him to have this renaissance like like Daniel Jones, but it's not implausible, uh, though it probably won't happen here. When a player is just ripped apart and some of it his own mistakes and some of it uh, you know just not nothing good around him and then he comes out better on the other end at his uh, you've earned it's you awesome. have earned yeah, it's the awesome. respect it's Agreed. awesome and then there's the Jets and uh, I'm going to start eviscerating them pretty soon just do it call the fan at 877-337-6666 powered by Superbook Sports visit superbook.com
righty, 1042 on the fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. As I said before, we went on vacation after the Jacksonville game. You know, you have to give the Jets a little credit. They came up with a new script this year. They actually convinced us they were going to be pretty good. Usually they just stink and we kind of cash out mentally and there's no harm, no foul. This year was different. It was more painful. So let me get this straight. After starting six and three, all right, the Jets have now lost six of seven. They're going to wind up losing next week. It's going to be seven of eight to finish out this pitiful run. Mm. They were utterly lifeless in a in an absolute must-have, must-win game, flat again. So, as I said last week after the Jaguars, everything should be on the table. And that means everything, which is why I'm calling Sean Payton. Now, I want to be fair. That's not happening. I'm not you saying know it's it not happening. I don't know. I'm, uh, well, now, I, I don't know that it's going to happen, but I I know that it's not going to happen if I don't at least make the, the cursory call. So I also want to be clear because I know how things get wacky in sports radio and misconstrued and misprinted, whatever. I think Robert Sala is decent. I'm not saying that he's not decent, all right? But right now what I know about Robert Sala, who is basically you know, two years in the book, he he destroyed the confidence of Zach Wilson. I'm not talking about concepts mm-hmm. and the plays that were called. That's the OC's job, who, by the way, must be fired, must be gone. LaFleur, gone, all right? So he Salah allowed guys to walk around, and you might say this is petty, but it's big, wearing Mike White shirts. Now, the job of a – if you're a defensive head coach, you're not calling plays, but you better believe it's your job to at least keep the confidence level high of your young – precocious quarterback. He did not do that, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, we saw too many times this year, and especially once in a very big spot, his in-game stuff, clock management, not good. Now, it could get better, to be fair, but right now, it's not good. Number three, they've collapsed, as I've chronicled. Probably going to be seven of eight to finish the year, and with the season hanging by a thread, back-to-back no-shows, they didn't even get off the yesterday when the first play from scrimmage is a 60-yard touchdown. Don't tell me that you were ready to play. So you didn't get off the bus against the Jaguars on national TV. You got your ass kicked, and he got smacked yesterday. So I want to know from you, Mm -hmm. Tiki, because I can speak for an hour without stopping, but of course I won't, why at least the Jets should not call Sean Payton? Well, well, first of all, there is a lot you're going to have to give up for Sean Payton because he's still under contract by the New Orleans Saints. And uh, clearly, he's not going back to the Saints. Uh, and that's that's work-outable, uh, I believe. But you're going to have to give something up. And I don't know if the Jets are willing to do that or should be willing to do that. Number two, Robert Sala is a defensive head coach. And if you look at this defense, and part of this is Joe Douglas uh, supplying him with ample talent from the draft and especially free agency, as we talked about this offseason, mm-hmm. their defense is top five in the NFL. It's not top five. I don't uh, care what the stats say. I, I know what the stats say. Okay. I'm, I'm talking statistically. It's the Jaguars top, went 96 yards down their throat in a must-win game at home, yeah. and the first play from scrimmage yesterday, yeah. 60 yards to the house, first three times Seattle had it, they scored. True, but... So, they, statistically top five, they're not really top they, five. They, but they are good. They do generally are keeping te- I'm talking about from a big picture standpoint yeah, yeah, yeah. are keeping teams under 20 points. Well they better cuz they can't score. And that so that's the pr- and now is that Robert Sala's fault? Now and I, I'm I'm asking it not really rhetorically 
because it shouldn't be. It should be the offensive coordinator's decision. Yeah. But as the head coach, yeah. it is his responsibility. There you go. And so the one thing I do agree with you about is that the situation you put a young quarterback in is everything. Forget a young quarterback. Daniel Jones is in his fourth year. The situation you put any quarterback in is paramount to your success. And we've talked about this many times, but the situation that Zach Wilson, as Robert Sala's very first pick, his first pick, he's now the head coach of the New York Jets, his first pick that he and Joe Douglas agree upon is Zach Wilson. He has grossly failed this young man. Now, he's a defensive coach, and the defense has gotten elite, at least on paper. They've gotten elite statistically, Mm -hmm. and that's what his charge was. You give him credit for that. Yep. But his first overall pick in Zach Wilson has been failed, and that's also his fault. And the question is, what's more important? Uh, You build the defensive side because you're good, or you failed your quarterback to the point, and now you have zero quarterback mm-hmm. that you have faith in. You have none. Yeah, you have Mike to, White. You, two yeah, seasons. Let's give Mike White one year, $25 million. That's smart. Two seasons. He's not the guy. Two seasons, BT. Mike you are White. now going into year three. You have zero idea yep. what to do with the quarterback. He's not position. on the roster. He's not so on the roster. you better do something creative. And so the fact that Mike LaFleur has failed this this quarterback room that you know you bring in I don't know Joe Flacco who was who was I mean he won a game but other than that he was like, <laughs> yeah, he what was his worth yeah right yeah. Uh, the quarterback coach like it's it it is ultimately the head coach's responsibility and it's why you sh- you're starting to hear reports that Woody Johnson is a little bit fed up mm. with Robert Sala. Yes, not, not, about, not Douglas. Not Sala. Exactly. That there's not. a little bit of a contentious. I don't know if it's both ways, mm-hmm. but certainly Woody, as per the report towards Sala, locking forehead that last week, that it's not exactly meshing right now. You can't. I don't you, rule anything out. You with can't this team. jack up quarterbacks, man. If yep. you, and if you do, it costs you your job. That's you just, know, and you can't jack us around. <laughs> you know, let, let me just point something out. Well, how's that receipts comment? Yeah, <laughs> let's up. print them up. <laughs> when you, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it sucks, but it's going to come back. Uh, on. Of course it is. When you establish a, just specific to the Jets, a Jets record of futility, knowing what the Jets have been forever, mm-hmm. that is saying something. And this needs to be illuminated. This is now 12 straight years. No playoffs for the Jets, which, yep, you guessed it, is a Jets record. Mm-hmm. Jets record. As bad as things have been, it's never been this bad. <laughs> you know, and I, I will say this about Salah. Uh, I, I, there is no way. There is, let me be very fair and very clear. There is no way that I would get rid of him for anybody other than a Peyton or a Harbaugh. I'm not getting rid of him for some middling, transient 55-year-old, oh, let's see if this guy's good in job number four type of guy. No. Or some young 35-year-old nerd (laughs) who I don't know if could coach. I'm not doing that. But what I am doing, and because I believe is a real man of principle, there is a real chance that LaFleur is fired. And and I believe that, that they need a new voice there, okay? I could see Woody forcing... Now, let me just lay out a possible scenario to you, which is terrifying. <laughs> Woody forces Sala to fire LaFleur. Sala says, I'm not doing it. They're boys. Mm-hmm. Is that that implausible? No. No, of course okay. not. So then Woody says, all right, that's good. You're both fired. <laughs> okay. And now he's desperate. 
And now because Woody knows nothing about how to own a team, he's, you know, everybody bags on Dolan. At least we got the Rangers. <laughs> Woody Johnson, he's, he stinks as an owner. He stinks. He does nothing, right? So he will be clueless again. He will probably get a stupid search firm that has no idea what they're doing. Peyton ain't coming here at that point. Harbaugh laughs at him. And now you hire some guy who's probably 35 or 30, a coordinator, and it's probably a defensive guy because that's all he does. And we're right back. And we're worse than what, we were. What, what, is, what is Joe Douglas, what's his say in this? Like, where does he fall in this? Where, where, are, where are we as far as him and accountability-wise? Because I look at it in a couple, and it's interesting. It's the exact situation. I, you could tell it to me. 30 times, and I'm going to look at it a different way each time. Uh, 15 times I look at it one way, 15 times I look at it the other way, right? And it is, God, he is so good at putting a team together. You got talent, skill position, drafted unbelievably well. You brought these free agents in, the whole Jamal Adams debacle, which turned into a boon draft-wise for them. God, he's done a hell of a job. But then I look at it again and say, but this team isn't good. Good. You haven't actually done a good job of putting a team that can win mm-hmm. together. And so, where is Joe Douglas? Where does he fall? Because I want to say he's been really good, but has he? Well, um, if I'm sitting here wondering whether or not the head coach should be brought back, the head coach that he signed off mm-hmm. on, and we're sitting here wondering who the hell the quarterback is next season, and we're sitting here lamenting that they're about to lose seven of eight. To finish the season, I mean, how can I and how can I back, speak to Jet fans and real football fans and say, "Oh yeah, Joe's doing a great job." Then you go back to the twenty. Now I still believe in Joe. You though. go back to the but twenty man, draft. Yeah, you go back to the, the twenty-one draft. Yeah, they actually uh, haven't the, been great. Uh, listen, I understand. You know, and and I think what is most disconcerting to me, and and this just this just rips your heart out because, and I know that this is not true, but man, sometimes it feels this way. I felt. Like, as I was sitting on my couch watching the game yesterday, that I wanted the game more than the Jets did. Now, I know that that's not the case, mm. clearly. But did that look like a team no. that knew that they had to win no. to keep... Exactly. No. Did the Jaguars game on national TV... I know Amazon's kind of a, a, a half-assed broadcast, so I'm not sure if everybody watched it because the announcers aren't even good together, even though they're very good. And, and you know, Al's a Hall of Famer by himself. And I like Kirk yeah, Herbie as well. Whomever tuned in to watch that game, did the Jets look like they needed to win that game? No. Mm-mm. So two straight must-win games, they did not look incredibly interested in winning. How can I not look at the head coach? To me, I it's, it's a dereliction of duty. Listen, one thing I said when we took this job here on WFAN, all right? You can call this corny. You can call this whatever you want. I don't care. But you can also look it up and find the quotes, right? I said, I will always hold people accountable in this city. Mm-hmm. I will give you the benefit of the doubt, but at the end of the day, you've got to do right by us. And this isn't getting on the air saying blindly fire Sala and hire whomever. This is coming with a definitive plan. Sean Payton is available once you once you come up with the whatever the Saints yeah. want for for, you know. Okay? He is a franchise elevator. Why do you not call him? You must. You must call him. And don't give me this nonsense, which I've already gotten on Twitter. Oh, you can't give up a first-round pick. Let me tell you something. I said this to Tiki earlier yeah. this morning. And it, and I, it made me rethink about yeah. their first-round pick 
argument against calling Sean Payton. I don't even know where I saw it, but it was some you know some website. The Jets are projected to pick so and so with the X pick in the 2023 draft. Okay, it's some lineman from wherever Iowa. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe, right? Yeah, they actually pump out some good ones, right? Yeah, Although we I probably mean. picked the wrong one. We picked the guy with a bad back that didn't show up in the medicals, right? And that guy, whomever that guy is, is more important than somebody like Sean Payton. There is nobody that can convince me that that is true. So once you can reconcile that, you have to at least make the exploratory call. You have to. I'm on the record. That's where I stand. And that's it. Eight for me. Not maybe not for you. I, I respect your difference of opinion as well. But this, you can't finish up like this and just say, "Oh yeah, we'll reboot next year." It's fine. It's fine. It's not. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. All right, here I am. One hour. Do I even have a read? I'm all, I'm all jacked up <laughs> over here. So this is the dichotomy here. This is the difference. Giant fans euphoric. Jet fans miserable. That's why you're jealous. Honestly, uh, I admit it. Of course, why, I'm why jealous. You said you were jealous. Yes. Not because the Giants are in the postseason. No, you're happy for the, for the Giants. Giants and just, the, fans. the Giants. Jealous. All of a sudden, have a direction. Whereas it feel like the Jets. Remember a couple weeks ago, we were yes. like, oh, my yeah, God, this Giants, this feel-good story, it's just going to fall apart. But the Giants have direction, and they're making the playoffs. Yes. And now the Jets feel like, yeah, what happened to that feel-good story? I am jealous. That receipt story, it's falling apart, and there is no direction. Listen, I throw myself at the mercy of the court. I wished 40 years ago I became a Giants fan. I wish. I didn't. All right. Tiki and Tierney on the fan till two. That is Cartner Roberts right here on the first day of the year. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.